Welcome, everybody, to Subtle Interference. I'm Bob. Are you? Mostly. Okay. I'm Alex, and cousin, I'm so happy to have you here. Cousin. See, I don't understand. Cousin. It's, it's, it's Cause. making me... Cousin. I, I don't get it. I'm lost. <laughs> if you did what you were supposed to drift. do, you would get it. Oh, is that what Cara Maria kept calling her cousin? Yes. Oh, okay. The whole season. Right. Relentlessly. I, mean, that's fine. I never heard her say Jamie one time. Maybe she didn't remember his name. She's doing an elimination, <laughs> and the whole time she's like, Come on, cousin! Cousin! It was the best. I'm right here! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> you know, I was watching something about Predator. It was a, like a behind-the-scenes interview with Arnold and Jesse Ventura. Oh, right where you want to be. And they were telling a story where Jesse Ventura walks into wardrobe one day and wardrobe tells him, wow, your arms are actually two inches bigger around than Arnold. So Jesse's like, you know, feeling amazing. He walks into the gym the next day and he's talking to Arnold. He's like, hey, I heard my arms are a little bit bigger than yours. And Arnold's like, oh, yeah, why don't we do a measuring contest and whoever's bigger has to buy a bottle of champagne for the other. So they measure. Arnold's arms are like three inches bigger than Jesse's. And he just he got wins pump, easily. <laughs> yeah. Arnold set the whole thing up as a prank on Jesse Ventura. He told, he told He told Wardrobe to tell him that. Oh, because you know Jesse was like, fuck yeah, alright. Oh, that's hysterical. It was amazing. My name is Erica, by the way. How you doing? No, your What's cousin. Up? Okay, whatever. From now on. Okay. Forever. So, Erica, let me tell you a little story. Lay it on me. Last week, I'm watching the latest episode of Being the Elite. <laughs> Just right in. And I'm watching the whole episode. It gets to the end. They're teasing the announcement of where the all-in show is going to be. And they announce September 1st. I'm like, uh-huh. They go, the Sears Center. I'm like, oh, shit. That's near me. Me and my cousin can go. <laughs> And that idiot, Bob. <laughs> so I text him. I tell him, Eric is so fucking happy. And then I get another text like five minutes later. Because he had the realization first. I was just like, fuck, yes. Chicago. God, not even Hoffman Estates, whatever the fuck. Chicago, whatever you want to call it. Fuck, yes. Awesome. Biggest wrestling show. What did you say? Of the last like 20 years in our backyard, we can fucking go. And yeah. then Bob chimes in with... We have a, uh, we have a, we might have a, a an engagement that evening that will be required to attend. That is not all in. It's so like son of a whore. The story here is Bob. You're all in. I'm all in. I'm all in. Cousin is not all in. I'm but we'll what, see. I'm doing what I can, guys. <laughs> Maybe I'm assisting planning this event. I'm doing what I can. Maybe the most disappointed I've ever been in you. The shame. I was very disappointed in myself, Alex. You know what the word is? Because you know what it was? You know what it was? I was just saying to the people I'm helping plan this event. Nah, you know, I really think I'd rather do it on a Saturday instead of a Sunday. Yeah, that one bit you in the ass. Because it's Labor Day weekend, right? So it's like we could do this on a Sunday and still have it be fine. So now I just gotta backtrack. All of, I'm just gonna be like, we have tickets to something and we can't do it on the on the first. So, sorry. So you're all in. 
I, I, yes, I am all in. How can you not be? It's crazy exciting. Yep. I mean, I'm sure there's some idiots out there who are like, well, yeah, you know, whatever, but... Aww. I don't know how you can look at this and not think that this is anything but good for professional wrestling. Erica, as we've talked about before, those idiots that don't know anything that's not WWE are the same people who go to the shows and Bray Wyatt comes out and they hold up their fucking phones with the lights on. It's the same people who come to a show and lose their job because they were like, oh, well, I had to come to this. I just I just got hired at a job, but yeah, I had got, to come. He was fired for sure. And CM Punk is backstage. I saw a picture. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The only disappointing thing about All In is that Daniel Bryan's contract is not up before the first. We'll see. But someone else could be there. Could be. Well, we know he won't be in a bear outfit. <laughs> They got to be working overtime on that, though, no? You call on I, them every I day? Think, I would think they're begging, begging relentlessly. I mean, if you had them, you would think you would announce it. Unless ticket sales are amazing. Like, if you sell out, then you don't have to announce it. But if sales are a little slow, you announce it. Pretty much guaranteed sellout at that point. Well, I think that Ring of Honor show they did at the Odium, and granted, the Odium isn't as big as the Sears Center place. That sold out pretty quickly. Which show was this? That was the ROH uh, Global Wars, the crossover. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that didn't sell out very fast. That I was it like did. that was like a week or so. Okay, and that was Still, only like though, that was only like two thousand seats. But it sold out, and it's some little like you know whatever. Well, this building's five times as big. Right, five times as big, but you know people will fly in for this no I for think sure so. they're yeah. going to get a lot of out of town people without a doubt well it'll also be interesting to see what they do that weekend cuz they mm-hmm. said that you know all of them go through one hour tees for a lot of their uh, merchandise they were talking about potentially doing some kind of event in the city with that as well mm-hmm. so you're going to have kind of a carnival atmosphere i think for that weekend it'd be pretty cool yeah so I'm looking forward to it. I know everybody on my uh, Twitter feed that I don't. Don't give me the fucking look. Don't give me the look. I'm doing what I can. <laughs> what look, cuz? Fuck you, Alex. Um, Everybody is, is jacked as shit. So, you know, I think, uh, like I said, I don't think it's anything but good. Well, and, and the other thing, you know, we were talking about how that Ring of Honor show, it, you know, it was maybe a little sluggish to sell out, but it did. You know, there's also a different feel to, like, a show that's at, like, a, a little venue in Villa Park versus an arena. There's a, right. There's there's more of a draw to it just by the fact that it's in a big venue. I also think you do have that kind of, like, fuck you mentality to WWE. Like, yeah, fuck off. We can sell out. Like, I, I think people will get behind that. Because, I mean, I I can't, I, it, it just hasn't been doing it for me lately, WWE. Well, I, I, mean, think I, there's been, I think there's been some good stuff on Raw. The SmackDown is so clearly like the D show. Which I really don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. But, I mean, you know, we, we haven't talked about this since it happened, but Elimination Chamber was a good show. I mean... The two Elimination Chamber matches, which is pretty much what you're tuning in for, they right. were both good. Were the, women, 
The women's was okay. The men's was really good. I mean, I don't agree with the booking, but the match itself was itself was still good. Mm-hmm. You know. I just don't understand, and I get it. Reigns is the guy. That is who we are. We are pushing Reigns this month. That is the product. This month? Yeah, I'm, you know what I mean. This, this, this four years? That is what we're doing. It, this is just, it doesn't matter what, whatever happens. He is the guy. It does not matter whatever else happens. Full stop. Bob, we, I think Eric and I have texted about this before. What would Roman Reigns have to do to be fired? What's oh, the line? Man. I what's don't, the is there minimum, a line? <laughs> what's the minimum <laughs> act he would have to commit to be fired? He would act he would have to do something where he he that he was actually arrested and incarcerated for. And even then they so, would probably so, just be like, "Oh, we'll see you when you get out." <laughs> so, you're saying the line is murder. Uh well, not even cuz we know how, you know, Vince felt about that with Mr. Snuka. Um That's but, a fair point. Um no, I think I think Really, for him, it really would be like he'd have to get thrown in. He'd have to do something in such a public way. Well, even then, he would just be suspended. Right. It's as long as he let him know about it, he'd just be suspended. Okay. What about this? You just can't hide things. What if he cuckolded Triple H? Mm-hmm. Vince See, would give him a high five. I was going to say tricky situation. <laughs> Oh, oh, wait. Depends on how Stephanie plays it. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Because if she's into it, then Triple H is out the door. So long, and Roman farewell. is suddenly the COO. <laughs> okay. But here's the shitty thing, though. Roman is not a bad wrestler. No, he's a very good professional wrestler. When he is he's a the, terrible promo. When he is the silent badass, great. Yeah, I never want to hear him talk. He doesn't need to talk. He shouldn't be talking You know at who all. else should stop talking? Ronda Rousey. <clears throat> I, what was it? The oh, I forget when it was. Elimination Chamber. No, the next night too, didn't she? Or no, it was that. It was, yeah. yeah. That Where was, she put Triple H through the table. Which? Was amazing. Let's that act And like Kurt that was delightful. amazing in that segment too. Didn't you guys say six more months and we got the bitch? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oops. Well, the other thing, I, I was talking to this about some, I was talking about this with some friends last night. Oh, they they said they want to bring her in as this tweener like badass character. You don't just get to do that. You have to earn that. And I think you're gonna have a problem where when she came out of the elimination chamber, you're having people chant. What was the name of the girl? Holly uh, Holm. They're uh, chanting that I at can't her. Remember who else? You can't her. just come in as an antihero. You have to start, like, you have to earn that shit. If, if she had been undefeated in MMA and then was going straight into pro wrestling, I think it would be a much bigger deal than it is. But because of those two losses, right. when she comes out, it doesn't, but then why it would doesn't she, feel like what it should. If she, she wouldn't have left UFC if she was still undefeated. I mean, that's a fair She point. might have. People retire undefeated. Maybe, but maybe not. Is what I'm. I mean, I, I don't know that. She I mean, let's face it, Alex. She left because she got the fucking piss beat out of her, and she knew she couldn't cut well, it. I, I'm not arguing why she left, but I'm just saying if she was like 15 and 0 and she was 35, she might have quit. It's fine. Yeah, but she left because she got beat, and hey, fine, that's cool. You don't think you can hang anymore? I'm not here to judge. <laughs> Look. 
getting punched in the face for a living is that not sucks. a long-term job no, and it's not particularly not. fun no it sucks so was she making crazy money yeah but she's still going to be making really good money i mean there's no doubt in my mind she's making more than all the women no i'm sure she's she's doing just fine and you know it's a thing where you know whether it's her whether it's roman or anyone they decide is just this is the person of right now well and you know what i don't think there's any problem with being like okay yeah this is the person this is who we're gonna build up fine well but you can push someone well what i was just gonna say is okay if that's the plan but then suddenly you have this glorious monster of a badass here that people like a couple people like you have you have braun you've got fucking rusev you've got people that people want to cheer for and you're like oh well we don't like what they're cheering for those guys well, Rusev's not going to be on TV for a few weeks. How dumb is that? That's so fucking stupid. Did you watch that video where Rusev was cooking for Lana? Oh, I didn't watch that. It was the best. <laughs> Sounds delightful. At just... one point, at one point in that video, I think he says something like, "Come on, swallow," or <laughs> something like that. Is just like. There was so much sexual innuendo in that video. I want the cookbook, Cooking for Lana. Shirtless Cooking for Lana? (laughs) No, that was completely nude Cooking for Lana. (laughs) I just, I don't understand why something gets popular and they immediately try and quash it. They're not with Braun. I mean, to an extent you can argue that they kind of are, but... They're not, they're not to the extent that they are with Rusev. They're not trying to. They're definitely not trying to quash it. They're trying to get Braun over to a max level. It's just second from the top in the babyface division. It's it's not number one. And that's the thing. Watching Elimination Chamber is. I don't know why it didn't just occur to me that all this time of building up Braun was just for Roman to beat him. But of course, I mean, that seems so obvious in retrospect. But then then it's like, okay, Braun lost, but then you have him come back and beat up Roman. Okay, great. Well, he didn't. Did he even beat up Roman? He's yeah, just been he beating up Elias. He, no, no, no. He came back and I thought he, uh, after elimination. Oh, right after yeah, elimination after elimination. Yeah, so no one's over. Yeah, no. It's all just 50 50. Everybody, you get your win right back. You, and, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. You know, we watched that match and it was very clear coming out of that match. The match you want to see for WrestleMania is Strowman Lesnar. Even though I saw that match before and it wasn't particularly good. And the truth is, is that Lesnar Reigns is probably going to be a really good match. Probably. I mean, we've seen it before and it was a good match. Mm -hmm. But it's still the way they booked it, the way everyone's positioned, who's over, who's getting reactions. Strowman's the one you want to see. The other thing, though, is is this like, tell Lesnar to stay home and then we're going to do the whole, oh, he, Roman's going to come out and be like, oh, he no-showed. They're trying everything. Fuck that guy. (laughs) They're trying everything. Here's the thing. The internet is a thing. We're going to find out. You know, it's interesting. Like Monday night, like, oh, well, if that actually happened. Okay, you know, what are some of the storylines going into WrestleMania? You find out the very next morning. Now, nah, yeah, that was all just, it was well, all the, the problem is, is that all you have left is internet fans because your audience is so small. Well, and that's what drives me really crazy is because these are the people who want to discuss your show and like whatever. Those are the core. Stop shitting on them relentlessly. But okay, it doesn't matter. We're going to watch anyway. Well, because you know WWE, you know it's so clear the 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 audience they want are 
not their core audience. They want the casual viewer who's going to tune but in. But if you want a casual viewer, you need to have a consistent. Well, you want how do you how do you how viewer. do you get a how do you get a casual viewer? You make the product so good that your core audience is saying, "Talk it up." Come on, come, come watch. watch this. I would never tell anyone. Oh yeah, you should check out WWE right now. I mean, not that I give a shit, but no, like, you know what that, I, like you guys are like getting on Facebook being like, "Hey, you guys should watch WWE right now. It's really good." The only, and, uh, in the middle of the Daniel Bryan stuff, you were telling you were telling like Derek and Roxanne you should watch WWE. You know that was. Well, we actually got them to come over for a couple right. pay per views, right? So you know, it's like you gotta focus. Like I know. You want they want to expand their core. They want to, you know, get into the get the casual viewers and you know theoretically convert them. Dumb ways though. You gotta focus on your core. Hey, Rob Gronkowski's at like ringside. Okay. If your core audience isn't happy, they're not gonna talk up your product. Well, and you know what's the one thing that I want to talk about with other wrestling fans? I want to talk about fucking Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. That's what I want to talk about. That whole storyline they have going on there is infinitely more interesting to me than anything that WWE has going on right now. Golden Lovers for life. I don't know. I've never seen them on the television. Are are they on NXT? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, they are. <laughs> you know, I wanted to ask you guys about something. A sure. nice re- relative of Vince McMahon in his dreams. What? Why should anyone care about this Donald Trump Stormy Daniels stuff? You shouldn't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that's ex- that's what I think. But for some reason, I'm seeing constant press about it. Nothing matters. Nothing matters anymore. I don't know why. It's like no, we reported on this. We all know what happened. He paid her off to keep her quiet with campaign funds. No one gives a shit about anything. So why are we bothering? Nothing is going to happen. Okay, fine. You reported on it. It it, it wasn't a thing. Teflon. It all just kind of flies off. No one gives a shit. So shut up about it. Do you have any thoughts, Bob? I do think that the media, you know, has a good way. They shoot themselves in the foot a lot of times. Um. Because all they can really do is report what they have, be as factual as possible, and... Well, here's the problem. Well... You can the, be as factual as possible, but then... We're when, in a post-fact well, era. Why are, when the facts, why are we in a post-fact world? It's not... It's, you know, there's that cult of personality about Donald Trump. Well, I think there's also an issue where they're trying to cover both sides equally. You can't do that when one side is just blatantly wrong and, like, doesn't make any sense about anything. I mean, the, 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 a lot of the reason we're in this predicament... 50-50 booking, Bob. It's not just that. I mean, because it, the oh, other no, part the- of it is, you know, over the last... In the age of the internet and, you know, the 24-hour news networks, there's been such... You know, they, they've had this demand that they've had to have content constantly, right. constant con- So, you know, there's not that much news. Right. So you're making stories out of you're making you're making yeah. stories out of nothing, and also you're spending a lot of time on editorials right. to the point where editorial versus reporting has become blurred, and people like Donald Trump can cling on to that, and they he can say fake news, 
And people believe him because a lot of what people see when they watch CNN or MSNBC and definitely Fox News what? is editorial. Bob, they're a bastion not, of truth and fairness. And not factual reporting. One thing I would like to say is that good for her for getting paid and still being able to tell the story because some dummy didn't file the NDA correctly. <laughs> That's outstanding to me. Well, I don't know. Do NDAs ever really hold up in court? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. No, you, you know why you don't you hear about give, it? You might have to give your the money back. You know why you don't hear about it, Alex? Because people don't break NDAs. No, because you, you, you'll you ruin your life. Fucked, yeah, if you break an NDA. But yeah. they filed it wrong. Somebody signed like the wrong name or some shit. So she's well, like, didn't they sign like fake names? Yeah, she's like, all right, dummy. And her her professional name is a fake name, right? <laughs> so she here comes the book deal, wants. motherfucker. I, the whole thing's ridiculous. I, I well, w- the other thing is, he's a scumbag. Of course, he he's had multiple affairs. Duh. Who cares? No one gives a shit. Well, that, that's exactly my point. Is no one cares? It's not as if we've uncovered a character flaw. Well, again, it's Alex. Somebody be like, did we get him? Did we get him this time? <laughs> no. We got John him, Oliver. right? Hit the <laughs> button. Right. Did we? Oh, we didn't get it. No, we didn't. I'm just being told that we didn't get him. It's it's so... It's really sad. It's exhausting. And it, it just really highlights how important these midterm elections are. Um, You know, if, if the party in power is not willing to hold their own accountable, which they very clearly are not... um. You need to you need to switch <laughs> who's who's in power. Uh, well, we'll see what ends up happening. So, I'm I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, we we were really not going to know anything until no. the midterms. I'm inclined to think that people who are of like minds to us, a little more progressive, are very energized, and I think, you know, hopefully, we'll be pleasantly surprised. But we're also living in the darkest timeline, so it could just go full fucking like full on dystopia. I mean, we're already halfway there, and that has nothing to do with Donald Trump. So. Trump, Trump saying he thinks China's doing the right thing by leaving their emperor in charge for all time was amazing. And you know what's so crazy? I'm, sh- you can't, I'm shaking my head. You, that just, it's just like... You know what's so- To have a president actually say that is really quite something. You know what's hilarious about that, Alex? I've I've maintained for a long time that a lot of the reason people uh, cling to the Second Amendment as strongly as they do um, is because the United States was founded out of uh, you know the colonies that were under repressive rule, and it was a bloody revolution. And you know there is this, and they beat that into you growing up, and America. And, you know, you believe that, oh, wait, there's no reason that our current government couldn't turn oppressive. Now, do I think... Turn? It, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, and so there's that you thought... You a white dude! Like, yeah! Yeah, the, it's oppressive! There, there's that thought that you might actually have to pick up arms against the government and revolt. I, I would also argue, though, that most of these people... there's There sure, certainly are ones that would... Most of them would. No, but you know, that's, that's kind of, you know, I feel like that's where a lot of that kind of mentality comes from. Um, but then these are the same people who Trump will come out and say that he, he would basically, he said he, he would be perfectly fine with being president for life. 
And they'll just be like, yeah, make America great again. Can, can we also talk about how he said if he was at Parkland that he, that he had a gun, he would have ran in? <laughs> can we talk about that for five seconds? Donald Trump, the most cowardly person in the United States of America. Well, <laughs> since you brought up Parkland and you brought up guns, why are these mass shootings so prevalent here? But that's not really something that happens anywhere else in the world. It's because, sheer number of guns. Right. That's what it is. It's so easy to get your hands on a gun in this country. It's like insane. Everywhere else has very restrictive gun laws. Okay. And here's the other thing. Because of the way our society is and because so many people already have, you know, pistols, semi-automatic rifles, this sort of thing, shotguns. What could you do, like, realistically? Because obviously, you know, in the ideal world, mentally insane people wouldn't have guns. But what could you realistically do to try to, you know, not stop this, because you're not going to stop it, but to curb it? One thing, I don't think it's fair to always be like, oh, well, mentally insane people. It's like, if you want to point the finger that way, which they many politicians often do, then you need to start funding help for these people well, well i know what you're you saying cut off all this funding back in the 80s where we just decided ah, fuck them whatever that that's an issue into it unto itself no i i totally understand what you're saying that the nra likes to say oh the gun didn't kill somebody a crazy person did and well that's no their, well, the problem that's with their the nra defense. is the nra is just concerned with the selling of more guns that's all right. they care about they can uh, talk rights, 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 rights. They don't. All they care about is making money for the gun manufacturers. My, my point just is that if you go into a school and you kill fifteen people, we can't make the argument that you're not out of your mind. A no, normal right. person, oh, no, 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 who's no, of sound mind, that, doesn't do that. But if you had the proper structures in this country and mental health wasn't something that's kind of oh, we can't really talk about yeah. it. If you, we had a process in place where people could actually afford to get help yes. like i went and i got my eyes checked the other day i went to the optometrist that's the name of it right sure yeah there we go eye doctor we'll just say that's why i don't sound like a moron a little too late i was walking out and i was like on top of my insurance for my contacts for a year's worth of contacts it's like 120 dollars. okay you know we're it's fine we you know we're it's we're capable of paying that what if you weren't what if you had really bad eyes, and this is, I know this is going off on a tangent, and you had to get like glasses, say, every year, but you couldn't afford that. So what are you supposed to fucking do? You just live with the shitty glasses and like struggle through that way? You, you would probably have to go to like Walgreens, buy some shit glasses that don't really completely right, fix that your don't, vision. Right, that don't properly work for the issue you have. I think that you could apply that kind of metaphor to mental health. I mean, access and, and affordable care are certainly huge problems. And just in general, mental health is kind of a joke in the United States. I really don't know how other countries treat mental health. My kind of gut says most countries, it's probably not treated very highly either, but that's just a guess. I don't know. I will say when it, when it comes to the gun debate, uh, a lot of it, it you know, is simply, you know, making it harder for people who have uh, these spontaneous uh, 
urges to n- not be able to get a hold of guns. You should have background checks. Background checks. And it has to be the same across all of the states because what everybody always likes to say is, well, look at Chicago. Yeah. Chicago's guns don't come from Chicago. Yeah. You could, you know, you could probably have less restrictive gun laws than what, you know, Illinois has in general. Mm-hmm. And as long as it was, you, you know, it was distributed, it was applied the same across, across the, United, the United States. Because you probably could just walk be over to Indiana and you could get whatever you want. Whatever you want, whenever you want. And bring it over. But, you know, so stuff like background checks, mandatory waiting periods is a big thing. Like, there's, you know, if I if want... If you have a history of spousal abuse, you can't have a gun. Why, if you need a gun today, you probably shouldn't have a gun today. There's no, no reason that... You should never be able to wait a couple of days to get a gun. Why are you purchasing this gun, sir? Don't say revenge. Don't say revenge. Uh, revenge? Fuck it. I'm out of here. <laughs> but, no, I, I, it's, there should be. Ba- there's no reason for there not to be background checks. Background checks, mandatory waiting periods, and hold people accountable for the weapons that they already own. Right. You and, shouldn't be able to just go into a parking lot and sell somebody a gun and have no way of like tracking that gun after that. And people who have guns, they should be have to have a safe. They should have to be have trigger locks. And you know, there should be severe punishments if someone uses your gun in a crime and it was found that you did not take the necessary steps to protect your weapons. The CDC should also be allowed to track this stuff. CDC is completely, like, their hands are tied. They can't track anything related to guns. Mm -hmm. What was the other thing that I wanted to say? There's a lot, you know what it is, Alex? It's a lot of, like, really common sense things. That's why they say, it's no one's one's coming for your fucking guns. No, I'm, you know, I know you're not, you don't like guns. I'm perfectly okay with them as long as they're treated in a respectful way. Um, and with the due diligence that should be had of someone who owns weapons. And that's another wor- thing I'd like to point out. They very much don't like it when you say weapon. But that's what it is. Guns are weapons. Right. You know, and while... The sole reason of having a gun is to destroy something. Like, I I prefer my guns for target shooting, uh, trap shooting. Uh, I don't even... I, you know, I was never... I never really had a taste for hunting. Uh, but at the end of the day, guns are weapons and we need to remember that they're not sports, uh, paraphernalia. No, they are weapons, you know? (laughs) So, but a lot of these conversations are so hard to have. Well, because everybody automatically, you say, oh, let's have a conversation about guns. And then there's all these walls that immediately go up. One other thing that I remember what I wanted to mention was they should be looking into, you know, some sort of identifier on the gun that only the person who bought it can use it. There has been some research into that. I've seen, um, like, fingerprint scanner guns. Something like that. Stuff of that nature. Biometrics. Um, Because that was what it was. Take a guess how the gun lobby feels about that. That worked so well in Judge Dredd. (laughs) Rapid fire. But you know these again. These are common sense things. But once, you, but like you said, as soon as you start to have the conversation, oh, walls it's like go up on the left. On the left or on the right, the right. walls go up. It's a whole you can't, big fucking thing. You can't. No, well, you can't have a civil conversation anymore. About well, anything. and here's the thing: like a lot of people on the right, have, no one has like very few people actually have a problem with background checks. 
is a remarkably small percentage. No, the percent, it's something like 98% or 95% of people are perfectly fine with it. Yeah. You know, so. You just need the fucking cowards in Congress to be like, okay, well, we're going to like step against the money machine and actually fucking do something to better the fucking country. That's the whole point of you. That's the whole reason you're there. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. I'm pretty confident the whole reason they're there is to line their own pockets. I mean, that's fair. I'm almost 100% certain that's well, no, the reason. We'll see what happens, because I think a lot of people who were they're, our age who were like, yeah. oh, Obama won, racism is over, everything's great! Well, so uh, then yeah. it's like, oh, wait, no. Hey, dummy, that's not the way the fucking yeah, universe there, works. There was definitely a cloak pulled over people's eyes that, you know, was like, oh, everything's better, and it's not. You know, there's still a lot to do. I mean... Well, you still had senators that wouldn't shake the fucking president's hand because he was a black guy. So let's not act like we're a post-racial America. Right. Well, here's the thing. I mean, there's certainly a lot of progress that needs to be made in the United States and throughout the rest of the world. Um, We're still a lot better than we were. And... No, progress has been made. You just have a fucking idiot in there right now who wants to take you back like... Right. So when he perceived it was all great. And, you know, it's so, it's not quite as bad as I think some people think it is, but there's a lot of potential. Well, I think for, depending there's on a who lot, you are, it is really bad. There's a lot of potential for it to be long-term, uh, lasting damage to... Uh, the country. But there has been lasting damage done. And it's going to... We've already left... More. People have already been, like, fucked irrevocably from things that are going on. But we don't... Let's, we don't have to keep talking about politics. I'm well, sorry. We no, kind of got fine. off on a tangent there. The, the show's about whatever we want it to be about. And by that, I mean what I want it to be about. <laughs> but... We don't want to alienate was... our listener, Alex. <laughs> the other thing I was wondering is why do a lot of these things keep happening in Florida? Is it just is it just coincidence? Because it's Florida. No, Clor- oh, Florida. Are you wow. familiar with Florida Man, Alex? Florida, no, Florida Man's the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but there, it has very lax, lax laws, gun laws down there, right? Mm-hmm. I think I'm correct in that. Yep. And yeah, you just it's it's I don't know. You just got a lot of crazy down in Florida. Like, a few years ago, you had a guy who was like, hey, please don't talk during the previews, and the other guy stood up and killed him. <laughs> Shot that's him. A, that's Shot a him in the movie theater. That's a reasonable reaction. Was that person Abram? <laughs> I think uh, I think when you go to the southern states, uh, there is much more... Um, there's a much more sense of personal freedom down there and that you can do whatever you want and i think that attracts a certain kind of person and you know people who are a little more unhinged are drawn down there a little more whereas you know in other places it's not to say that we don't have unhinged people oh no you certainly do i think it's just it's a it's more enabled i also think in some of the warmer climates you know, I, I don't know. That's just. That's I mean, yeah, it's it's one hundred percent conjecture. Exactly. I don't know. Us being douchebags, but you know, I don't know. It, but it, it it definitely is like. I don't know that we've ever had hmm. somebody that's eaten bath salts and then ate someone's face up in Chicago. So. No. Mm. <laughs> Not to my knowledge, well, at least. 
Not that I'm well, aware of. A lot of terrible things happen in the city of Chicago. Oh, I'm not too. saying that it doesn't. I'm just saying. Maybe not well, that loony. You, know, you haven't had that specific instance. And that's a good point, Alex. A lot of sh- terrible things do happen here. And a lot of stuff like just doesn't get reported anymore. Because it's so frequent, I think it's being recorded, or I think it's being reported. It's just that it's like considered normal. It's tuned out. Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, kind of like everything bouncing off Trump because it's like, oh, Trump paid off a porn star. Well, I that's think- not even like in the top ten. No. The other thing is, is if you're not going to fix the fundamental structures that are are wrong, and the reason why people, you know, turn to life in gangs and life in crime. You're not going to fix anything. But right. to fix that shit, you have to care about people who aren't white, and you have to spend money on that stuff. You have to invest wait, in wait, that wait, shit. Wait, 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 and wait. people aren't wait, interested wait, in wait, that. Wait, people wait. in power aren't interested in that. You care about people that aren't white? I do. Huh. I think I need to leave. Okay. Bye, Alex. <laughs> there goes Alex. <laughs> Bye. So, you know, I was browsing through He's you. kidding, obviously. <laughs> Please. Wouldn't please. be in the fucking house if he wasn't. Anyway. So I was browsing through YouTube the other day, as people are ought to do. <laughs> oh, that's dangerous. Browsing YouTube. Yeah. And I came upon a kind of like a uh, a video going over the development of Streets of Rage 2. Oh, yeah? Do you remember that game? Oh, yeah, I remember Streets of Rage. Bob, did you ever play? No. I know you don't. You always give me the look. I know. We're going to fix this. This is fucking You really wrong. never played Street This Rage? is abysmal. Is I'd never even heard of it until you just said those words. That's not. <laughs> Go ahead, Alex. Anyways, it was an interesting video. And it just made me start to think about a lot of those old classic Genesis games. Like, do you remember the Aladdin game? That shit rocks. The Jungle Book game? Those Capcom Disney games were Castle of Illusion. Great. Well, here's what I didn't know about the Aladdin game. The Aladdin game actually is essentially almost a reskin of the Jungle Book game. Oh. It's the same developers because they were tasked. I think the story was the Jungle Book game came out way after the movie. And Disney didn't want to repeat that mistake. So basically, they went to the developers for the Aladdin game and they said, you're going to make the Aladdin game. You have 100 days. So so they had to repurpose a lot of the Jungle Book game. Because if memory serves, the Aladdin game on the Genesis is very different than the one on the Super Nintendo. They are different. Because I have the one on the Super Nintendo. We didn't have a Genesis when I was a kid. I think uh, they're very different. Did you have Genesis or do you have both? I had both. Okay. Wait, you didn't have? No, I we didn't. Scotty did. Okay. We Alex, didn't have a Genesis. I have a very we important question house. for you. What retro systems did you have, Bob? Did you say both? The Genesis and the Super Nintendo? Yeah, I had both. Both? Both. Not both? Both. Both? Both? Both. I didn't know there was an L in that word. How do you say creek? Crick. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Um. Ka. <laughs> I had uh, I had uh, you had a Super Nintendo, didn't you? I did not what have. What was a your Super first Nintendo. system ever? Uh, I mean, it's probably one of the Ataris. I mean, I remember the NES very clearly, and uh, we had a Genesis. Did I, you have the Duck Hunt Mario Brothers combo cartridge? Fuck yeah! Okay, I played I the shit out of that. Shit. 
I think their first one was an NES. Dad had an Atari like before, but wasn't your dad pretty into video games at one point? Yeah. What oh, happened? Yeah. He just, just got out got, of it. Yeah. Oh really? Got, like, Does he lot of, It's oh, hard really? for him to play now. Okay. Yeah. And you've met my mother, right? Right. Right. Would you like to go into that yeah. topic? I mean, on we the don't podcast? have to. I'm just so saying. That, right. Know. That's not something she's not like. Oh yeah, go ahead and spend however much to get a new console or whatever. But no, he played, um, I think the last thing I remember him playing was that uh, Batman game on the GameCube. The that Batman in the game style the of the animated series. I don't remember the name of it. I never played that. It was fun, though. But he actually did play through that. But he was a big Batman fan as well. But Ooh, with modern technology, mm-hmm. um, it would be amazing to do uh, an animated series style game. Oh, hell yeah. And be able to like actually like 100% represent. Like correct, yes. Around like this, like that dark deco style. Oh yeah. yeah. But no, Dad and his buddy Nikki used to hustle people in Donkey Kong. The most impossible arcade game on the planet. Does uh, his buddy? Is it? It's really hard. But if you go up Is to it Dad, than Pac than Miss Pac-Man. No, probably not. But I have a friend who's a savant at Miss Pac-Man. We went it's terrified. We went to an arcade. What was it last year? For someone's birthday. Oh, in uh, the Galloping Ghost. Yeah, yeah, and you know, so the deal with there is you pay an entry fee, and then every every machine in there's right. Uh, you know, they're all free play. Right. Um. Uh. And so you know, we just we just yeah, I was just kind of by the burger play. time. To, that and was like the machine that I was fuck, like, let's do this. Donkey Kong is hard. If there was like one arcade cabinet you could own and put in your home, what would that be? Either the Simpsons game or the X Men arcade game. Oh, the X Men arcade game was really. Those good. were both a. That game ton had great graphics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Either I that know. or I I don't know I like a ran I like a beat 'em up at the arcade I think that's a good time. And then I mean you do have some of those older ones but I think that would get a little old after a while. But no, next time you see my dad go up to him and say Takatika, and he'll 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 know what you mean. What is Takatika? <laughs> that's the noise that. When Mario would jump over the barrels, it goes, but they would say Takatika. I see. It's hysterical. <laughs> Only they do it in this like moany voice. They'd be like, Takatika. It was fucking <laughs> so, hysterical. So they would pretend they were shit. And yes. then they would okay, they hustle be people hustling. in Donkey Kong. It was That's amazing. Funny. But no, Dad they're, was big, pre- they're big Billy Mitchell fans. No, yeah, Dad was actually really into. He was the reason we got a. He bought the Nintendo for us, you know. Now this was actually a fucking terrible game, but do you remember Altered Beast? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> that was a Genesis game, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was like a. I think it got bundled with the Genesis a lot of the time, and I was watching a video of that yesterday, not yesterday, but a couple days ago, and that game has to be like pseudo like gay porn anamorphic like i'm telling you there's something going on it's some furry thing i'm telling you go watch well, maybe it. it wasn't a furry thing then but i'm sure it's a furry thing now i'm telling you for sure so there was definitely a furry convention in rosemont not too long ago because i was driving like from work to like the highway and i'm looking around and i'm like there's a lot more people dressed as animals than there normally are around here. <laughs> you were like, oh. how did I not hear about this? Fuck. Hey, so Alex, next weekend, do you want to go to the Survival Expo? 
What is the survival expert? I'm not entirely sure. We've been seeing uh, billboards for it. I'm sure it's terrifying. <laughs> no. No, thank you. Just grab some sunglasses you, you and a what? trucker hat. You know what? Next time, uh, like the adult expos here, let's go there and meet Stormy Daniels. We'll ask her about her experiences. She's going to be one of those like $200 autographs. You get like oh, five seconds sure. with her. Hey, if nothing else, this has definitely revitalized her career. Hey, good for her, man. Yep. Get that get that paper. Exactly. <laughs> Chase that paper, baby. Yep. No sure. judgments here. Nope. Um, no, but those old uh, Disney Capcom games fucking rocked. I played the oh, shit out of really Aladdin good. for the Quackshot. Oh, Quackshot was good. Quackshot was hard. And that's the thing is a lot of those, that's the one of those things is a, games now are generally easy. Yes. And so when there's a Dark Souls game, people flip their fucking lid. But it's like, no, this is how games used to be. All games used to be really hard, especially because they were like mostly made by Japanese developers. Right. Can I help you? <laughs> Come here, baby. No, or even fucking like, I, I mean, I haven't played it in forever, so maybe it's not as hard as I remember it being, but the DuckTales game for the NES? Uh, it had that great theme I... for the moon level. The DuckTales game. Was that the one with... You play as Scrooge the... McDuck. I don't know if I played that one. Oh, it's so I remember good. the Chipmunks game for the oh, NES. Oh, that shit was the business, too. <laughs> I'll play you the music from the moon level when we're done recording. You'll remember it. Well, and you know, for some reason, you didn't have a front-loading NES. You had the top-loading NES. We did. We did have the top. Because we had a front-loader and it crapped out. So oh, then really? they went to go get a new one, and they were like, no, get the top-loader, because that... I that still, one doesn't break. We have a top-loader still, and it still works. You don't have to worry so much about... You know, the the pins getting fucked up. Well, and you always... I don't know if it was like this with the top loader, but with the front loader, you would constantly have to clean the, the connectors. It was horrible. A little bit. You still have to keep it clean, but the connectors wouldn't, like, go out of line as much as they would with the front loader. Or you could make a better connection from the top. You know what was hard as fuck was Ninja Gaiden oh, on the Jesus NES. Christ. That I didn't would play make that you as a want kid, to kill yourself. But I got it when I was like briefly like, oh, when I lived in the city, there was this place uh, not too far from me called People Play Games. And they had a bunch of the old, like the old games and shit. And uh, I would go, you know, every couple weeks or whatever to see what they had and pick it up. So I played it then. And it was like, <sighs> Jesus fucking Christ. It's one of those games. It's like, I'm, I'm terrible at this. Why am I even bothering? <laughs> well, I always loved Castlevania on the NES. Because it had that great opening theme in the first level. And that was another like pretty difficult game where you had a lot of pattern recognition. Oh, yeah. Well, and what they could do with like the chiptunes and stuff back then. I mean, you have so many iconic, like, you could flip on music from one of those games and you'll be like, oh, yeah. Well, that was that from that. That was one of the things they were going over for the Streets of Rage 2 kind of pseudo documentary was, you know, the music in that game is all time great. And one of the things he had to do was he had to, like, write specific code to take advantage of, like, two or three different audio chips that were in the Genesis. Mm -hmm. Because the Genesis had great audio, but it needed to be finagled. It wasn't, like, easy. Right. You couldn't just be like, oh, here's an MP3 file. Play. Right, right. So it was just a lot of stuff like that. It was very interesting. Well, I mean, even looking back at like the Final Fantasy series or other RPGs that like, you know, those sweeping RPGs from back in the Nintendo and Super Nintendo days, the music from that. Oh, fuck, Link to the Past. The music out of Link to the Past is outstanding. 
You just made me think of something, Alex. What's that? Do you remember when you actually needed a separate audio card for your PC? Yep. I had a Sound Blaster card. Now today they're just like, oh, yeah, it's just built into the fucking motherboard. <laughs> well, I think if you want like insanely high quality audio, you could still get separate cards. But for the vast majority of people, you don't care. No, no. What? There was a, I used to go by my friend's place and uh, she had this, fuck, I think it was Dune. She had like a Dune RPG for the PC that I've always wanted to find and like try and play. But we had a blast with that thing. It was like early 90s-ish, but... Okay, way back in the day on the PC, maybe on DOS, did you ever play a game called Rocket Jockey? No. It's an old game where you would, you'd be riding around on sort of like this, you know, a rocket, and it would only go straight, but the way you would turn is you would shoot out like cables left and right. And you would hook them onto things, and when they would hook, your rocket would turn. Ooh, that's kind of cool. So it was actually really fun. It was like a racing game combined with, I think it was like kind of had a destruction derby element to it. I bring this up because I found out the other day, one of the programmers on that game was Elon Musk. Really? Yes. That's crazy. It was like one of those things was like, what? What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Now, a lot of those older, like, what was it? TIE Fighter? Like, TIE Fighter was great. Or Terminal even... Velocity? There you go. Did you ever play that? Or probably Des- by or you. Descent? I've definitely played Descent, yes. My favorite... Another game with great music was One Must Fall 2097. Did you ever play that? It was like that a fight... doesn't ring a bell. It was like a fighting game, but it had a lot of customization, and it actually had storylines. It was actually a really good game. You know it had... Very creepy music. Hmm. Mist. You know, Mist was one of those things where I was like, and I think I'd have a lot more patience for it now. But when I was a kid, yeah, it was like I think I was too dumb. Yeah, flip it in. And- oh no, Mist is impossible. <laughs> like play it today, still, and like you're within ten minutes, you're looking up stuff. Now I did have, and I got this from like the the Scholastic whatever at school the brick-sized novelization of Mist, which you could legitimately kill someone with. I don't think I ever read it, but you could, like, fuck someone up with this book. Did you ever play any of those old epic games, like the pinball game or... I definitely had the pinball game. Commander Keen, Jazz Jackrabbit. Epic had a lot of really good, like, side-scrolling, like, kind of action games. I mean, I've played some of, and these are more Sierra, I think. I played, like, King's Quest and that kind of shit, but I don't know that I ever played any of those. I remember Sierra having some, like, really old, like, mini-golf game that was fun, but I can't remember the name. There were so many, like little rinky-dink PC games back in the day. Well, because back in the day, three people could make a video game. Yeah, right. It wasn't three people like, can't make a great video like, game anymore. I've I mean, got... They could. There's a game in the back of my head, like, where, you, like, I could I could not tell you the name of it, and I can't even describe it very well, but it was like, you know, you had to build, essentially, um... Oh, what do they call those things? A giant, um... Where you, where, like, you make the ball go down the la- the slide. Rube Goldberg Rube machine. Goldberg machine. It's essentially what it was, but it, you know it was restricted to certain elements, and 
it, it was I remember it being a lot of fun. I wish I could find it anymore, but you can still get ski free. Ski free is Microsoft. I All I remember ever so doing much was ski free. I just remember crashing constantly. Oh yeah. You can get it on your phone and it's impossible on well, mobile. It, wouldn't it like gradually, it would keep speeding up yeah. so eventually elements would be coming out of the screen so fast that you just couldn't just wasn't, keep up. Yeah, no or the chance. monster would eat you. Oh, the monster. Oh my God. Awesome. Though but, I spent the most time, I think, on either Age of Empires or Civilization. Age of Empires was a great game. I I like Rise of Age Nations. Of Did you ever play that? Which is that... Just different series? Different series. Yeah, I never played that. See, mm-hmm. I could never get into those. I played the shit out of SimCity. Oh, I played a lot of SimCity. Another too. game with great music. Roller Coaster Tycoon. Red Alert 2. <laughs> I remember playing that by you. Red Alert didn't 2 the Red Alerts, or was it... Yeah, Red Alert had some of the uh, uh, the video in there, too, with the live-action people. Yep, yep. Tim Curry's ass was in one of those fucking games. Doing a great Tim Russian Curry accent. was in Brutal Legends. That I enjoyed that game, but when they hit you with the surprise like RTS elements, it was like, why is this just not a beat 'em up? Right. Like I'm here for it. I'm here for it, but this should just be a beat 'em up. On Genesis, another terrible video game. Did you ever play Cyborg Justice? No, it was another side scrolling beat 'em up. It was pretty bad. Now, did you have the 32X or was it our... I did not, Scotty. Okay, yeah. I never had that. I had I had all the Sonic, Sonic games, but I never had the 32X. I had Sonic 1, 2, 3, Sonic, Sonic and, and Knuckles. Knuckles. Those are fun games. You want to talk so, about great music. So I'm sorry, I interrupted you earlier, Bob. What system did you have? You had the NES. At the NES, we had a Genesis. Uh, we had both Game Boy and Game Gear. And um, can we talk about how useless the Game Gear was? Didn't the you know the Game Gear was actually really nice. The problem was you would have to use like three double A batteries. Those batteries. D got, or what, what were those batteries? It was. They were those really thick, fat ones, yeah. right? Well, or was it the four double A's? The thing with the Game Gear was so you had. I had a battery pack for that. Fucking yeah, too, there was a battery pack you could it augment it with. Sucked through the power so fast. Well, it was essentially a Genesis in mobile form. Mm-hmm. It was huge. It was really nice, but like you said, you basically had to sit there attached to the wall anyway. Yeah, you couldn't. So you take might as well anywhere. have been playing exactly. on a console. But you know what? Back in the day, it wasn't like it is now, where everyone has like three TVs in their home. No, exactly. You might different. there. There would be a lot of times where you couldn't play on the tv so then you're thrilled to have a game gear no for sure oh i had it and i loved it but like looking back it was like you could never really do anything with it you'd take it on a trip and it'd be dead in an hour (laughs) an hour now my game boy i could play tetris from like here all the way down to florida oh god yeah the game boy was fantastic tetris on the game boy the definitive experience for tetris just right there so i had those mobile phones suck so much oh it's it's awful so miserable awful Get, just get a Nokia brick just to just to play Tetris and, and Centipede. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I had those, and the last console um, I had growing up was the N64. And then I had a huge stretch between when I left for college and until probably like 2000. When did Mass Effect 2 come out? 2008, 9? So... At that point, my brother had an Xbox. I bought 
uh, Mass Effect 2 because the marketing for that game was fucking on point. Um, played the shit out of it. And then when Halo Reach came out... You bought your own, right? I bought my own Xbox. So I had that basically between when I left for college... Um, oh, no, that's not entirely true. I bought a PS2 in college. See, I got a PS2 for Christmas one year because I would not shut the fuck up about Kingdom Hearts. I believe that. That's also how I got a uh, N64 because I wouldn't shut up about Zelda. Um, so you em- you employed the um, Christmas is Zelda. You employed the just talk about it relentlessly until someone buys it for you. Yes. Tactic. Okay. Yep. Well, you you had you actually had a lot of you had consoles I didn't have like you had the Dreamcast. We did have the Dreamcast. That was my mom was like, well, this is the last console we're ever going to buy you, and we're like. Yeah, sure. Okay. okay. Well, because we were like, this is kind of the better... Because I think... Did the Dreamcast come out a year before the PlayStation 2? I don't remember the time. I think the Dreamcast came out after the PlayStation 2. It was 99. I remember that distinctly that it came out, but... Well, didn't it come out like 9999 or something like that? Right in there. And the graphics looked awesome. Sonic Adventure in retrospect isn't the greatest game, but we had a lot of fun with it. It was still fun. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, Sonic was on a downturn after the right. Genesis. Right, right, right. But, but it was, was still some, a fun there game. There was some fun... I think that system was way ahead of its time. There was a lot of that's, fun games on that system. That system had one of the best launch lineups of all time. I mean, it came out with like... I don't know if there were any like all-time great games, but it came out with like 10 good games. Right, stuff you actually wanted to play. Yeah, you, you weren't like unhappy to have them. But then, a few years later, you hear, oh, well, uh, Disney and Square are going to make a game. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Excuse me, what? What's going on? Yes, I need that, and I need it now. When are you going to get Kingdom Hearts 3? Who the fuck knows? Same Never. time we're getting uh, Half-Life 3. Hey, didn't you hear? Valve is back in the no, video game no. making business. Shut your mouth. That is a lie. It's a dirty lie, and you know it. Gabe is just fucking trolling us. See, and I don't understand. I don't get that. Why? What What possible like reason could you have? Just say you're not making the games. It, it It's never coming out. They're saying they're making games again. I know that. Whether or not it's true. I know that, and that's fine. But we all know Half-Life 3 is never coming out. And if I, I don't know why you would just want to leave that dangling out there. Yeah. Okay, so we talk a lot about consoles here. Best console. Oof. That's a, that's a tough one. I think I had the most games for the original Xbox, but in terms of time spent, I probably played games the most on the 360. I was going to say, I think I spent the most time on my PlayStation, my first one. You've got, like... That was when I kind of came back to gaming. You got Final Fantasy VII on there, Tactics. Let's not speak of eight. There was a, there was a great lineup of RPGs on there, and that was right where I wanted to be at that particular time. Yeah, I mean, I think though I really liked my uh, uh, fucking um... god damn it, the Xbox 360. I think because right, isn't that what Bioshock came out on? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had a lot of fun. Like that was. Yeah. The 360 had a lot of really good exclusives um, and just a huge game library. And it lasted for, what, 10 years? Well, the 360 had, like, I would say a bad second half. But its first half, like, 
however many years that was. It's great. So many great games coming out. I'm also going to throw a little love at the GameCube. The GameCube did have great games, but the problem was, like many Nintendo consoles, it was you're just waiting for the next Nintendo guys, game. Guys, guys, I need to revise my pick. It was definitely the Wii U. It was the greatest console of all time. It was so good, it was covered in a thick layer of dust. Speaking of that, I think picking the best consoles hard. I think picking the worst consoles a lot easier. The Virtual Boy. <laughs> No, but the GameCube, I I think I, I had a lot of fun with the GameCube. I spent a lot of time with that. Wind Waker is probably my favorite Zelda. Resident Evil 4, though they made it for literally every other system under the sun, was amazing on the GameCube. Like, that's how I usually, that's how I want to play it. Um, Yeah, I had a lot of fun with that system. Bob, I would like to let you know that whether or not you want to, before we record another podcast in two weeks... You're playing Streets of Rage 2. Because this is fucking shameful. It is a little odd. I didn't, what, did, what was it on? The Genesis, the Mega Drive, the or well, that's the same console. I think it might have been on the Master System. Um, was it violent? No, yeah. Well, that's why I didn't have it then. I mean, somewhat. Were you not allowed? You're, you're punching things. Yeah, my family wasn't into that. That sucks. You didn't have a friend you could go over, like, like they. My so like parents you were, wouldn't so buy like Mortal you, Kombat for us either. So like my you weren't allowed to play. Yeah, my it. friend had Mortal Kombat. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna go over there and beat the rip someone's spine and out just of their chest. Going over to someone's house and just playing like an hour of Mortal Kombat is like the perfect amount of time. Oh yeah, that's that's, that's where you want to be. You you don't actually want to own Mortal Kombat. No. You know so, what you want to own is Shaq Fu. I mean, that's right where you want to be, Alex. That's right in the wheelhouse. Um, uh, I forget if it was... It was one of the later Mortal Kombats. I forget all that. Before... Uh, I don't even know if it was on the, the GameCube. Because there was a summer I spent in a friend's basement where in like 2005 or 2006 where she had just kind of gotten back into gaming and she was like, I found this amazing game. You gotta play it with me. She's like, it's called Resident Evil 4. And I'm like, let's just go. Let's just go and this is what we're gonna do. But she had Mortal Kombat as well, and they had a puzzle game in there called Puzzle Combat, which was like a against yes. each other kind of Tetris. And that's what we played. We like didn't touch the you fighting You know what's game. a really, really fun game that <clears throat> nobody fucking knows about is Tetris Attack for the SNES. I remember Tetris really Attack. Really fun. Can I pivot? No. Please? What would you like to pivot we're to? Om- we're, almost, we're almost there, Bob. Not, almost not, it's there. not what I want to pivot to. Okay, pivot, please. So, I'm really torn right now. But you're playing Streets of Rage, too. Because, you know, Alexa is creepily laughing at people. I'm glad to hear that happens to other people, though. Because <laughs> there's definitely times where, like, you're lying in bed and you hear Alexa go, like, oh, no, I don't know that one. And you're like, there's someone in the house talking to our Alexa. That's awesome. Great. So, I'm like, oh, maybe I should get rid of all my Echoes. And then I'm like, oh, but I could get, you know, like an Apple HomePod or whatever the fuck it's called. But then I'd have to like put a coaster under it to put it on my coffee table. Wait, what? The HomePod, for some reason, if you put it on wood tables, creates rings in the table. This is apparently okay. (laughs) How? 
Just from the material it's so made like out of. Boring in? Like, yes, what is it? Literally. Jesus. So, what did Apple say? Like, take it off the table and clean it every once in a while or something? Was there, even though this was happening after like days? But that doesn't make. I have, Erica, I have no idea. Because you can set stuff on wood and have it be fine. Is that the whole concept of what's a table? Apparently not an Apple product. Now to your question, should you be getting rid of all your little voice toys? Yeah. But I like them. You can get up and turn the light on. on Uh, I do really like the idea, though, of the CIA listening in on that one New Year's Eve party we had. Where everyone was just drunkenly screaming at Alexa to play music. <laughs> and I'm sitting there just like, Jesus Christ, that's so, like, stop yelling! I think that's funny. Personal freedoms be damned! You know what was great on the Super Nintendo? Mega Man X. Oh, yeah, that was right where you Another game with great music. Streets of Rage 2, Bob, has arguably the best video game soundtrack of all time. I don't think I've ever finished a Mega Man game. You've at least played one, though, right? Mega Man 2. You played Mega Man 2. This guy's the fucking worst. I probably did. I want to apologize to everyone who listens to this. This guy's (laughs) the fucking absolute worst. I gotta live with him. He wants to go to survival expos, but he never played Streets of Rage 2. (laughs) I feel that if you had played Streets of Rage 2, it would set you up to survive the survival expo. That's inside my fucking soul. I can't even describe it to you. This is your fault. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Cousin. I know. I know. So I was explaining to one of my friends he had never heard about this. I was like, imagine you and a girl went out on a boat by yourselves and you're in the middle of nowhere. It's just the two of you. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And you tell her, hey, let's have sex. Well, the problem is, is she kind of has to say yes because of the implication. He was like, what are, you, what are you talking about? The implication. <laughs> this is a bit from a show. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Know, right? We're not actually. We're sort of joking about rape, but we're not actually. <laughs> but they are actually the worst human beings in the history of <laughs> yeah. the universe. This character, Dennis, is actually a monster. I, I do appreciate how like good they were at just making these people the worst people Well, because it's ever. nice to have just... It was like with Seinfeld. No hugs. These aren't good people. They're kind of garbage human beings. But that's kind what of. you want to see. They're monsters. Right. It's hysterical. Like I, I remember when Dee was in an, like a therapist's office back-talking to Dennis, and he starts going on about how he's going to kill her and skin her and turn her skin into luggage or something. <laughs> And the therapist just sitting there like It's like I don't I don't want shows about nice people. Like no. I don't want that. No, I no. want like horrific human beings. Because that's what I don't interact with folks like that on a daily basis for the most part. <laughs> they had an episode in one of the recent seasons where they're on like a cruise ship and the implication comes up again where Dennis <laughs> is like Dennis is like, Yeah, I had this girl in front of me in this tiny hallway and you know, I asked her to have sex with me and you know, and the and uh, what's his name? Who's his buddy? Uh, Mac. Charlie Day. No, Mac. Mac oh, is the standing there, and he goes okay. like, "Oh, the implication." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, the implication." 
callback humor. (laughs) That show, like, went through some serious weight. Like, the first couple seasons... Well, don't watch season one. Season one's just... See, that's what I watched. What? Season Season one has one of their best episodes ever with uh, Elizabeth... uh, Oh, my God. I forgot her last name. Shoe? No. No. Who was the woman? She was on a few times. She would play the transgender woman. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking there about. There was an episode in season one where the first time she shows up, it's fucking hilarious. I don't remember that episode. Maybe Once Danny DeVito one. gets on, though. Oh, sure. Sure. It just jumps to a new level. <laughs> He's so weird on that show. Well, that's kind of the whole show, isn't it's it? It's so... Yeah, I love... They're the... weird, horrible human There's beings. There's an episode where they decide they're going to buy a billboard and... Uh, for the bar, and so they have a competition uh, for to get some beefcakes to put up on the billboard, and they go through this whole. Um, it's kind of like the challenge, <laughs> but We're shorter. About Fastlane first. <laughs> um, to for, to compete to see who goes up on the billboard, and then Danny DeVito at the end is like, "Yeah, I just put me up there sitting next to a bunch of women with big boobs." <laughs> so we are we are recording this right before fast lane yes um and we didn't want to talk too much in depth about it because it's kind of i think inconsequential to say pay-per-view, smackdown right? doesn't matter in any conceivable way nope so they're doing a tag team match it's becky lynch and naomi versus natalia oh becky Carmella. lynch is still alive good for her yeah all becky lynch does is like lift heavy weights and never get pushed I'm shaking That's my head That's basically again, her folks. whole life. Hey, she's getting paid, I guess. She is getting paid. So. Does anyone care about this match? No. I mean. Is there any, like, like, if stuff, who wins? Things. No. Okay, whatever. It's a women's match. They don't care. No, they don't give a shit. We're going to cram all the women into one match and just have that. Yeah, great. Here it is. Good for you. They're doing Nakamura against Rusev. That should be interesting. I mean, you know Rusev's losing, but that should be pretty solid. Hopefully. Yeah, I. it depends on how much Nakamura cares. Because when he shows up and he cares, he has really good matches. Right. When he doesn't care and he's just going through the motions, it can be very whatever. I think, though, they could put together a, 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 a solid match, I think. But again, it depends on where he's at. Yeah, but Rusev's more than likely losing, I would say. That's pretty much a given. Yes. Well, I mean, you do have to try and make, you know, your, your Royal Rumble winner. I mean, it Rumble makes sense. Oh, it totally look, makes sense know. that he loses. Right. They're doing uh, the Usos versus the New Day for the tag team titles. I didn't realize the Usos had never been on WrestleMania proper. Well, you would have to, yeah. Well, they've, been on, the, they've been on the pre-show. No, but fuck the pre-show, Alex. That's crazy. I know. You would have to believe the Usos are winning since they have been doing that storyline. I mean, really, either one could win because I think they're going into one of these teams versus the Bludgeon Brothers, and it may in fact that just mania? be yeah, and it mm. may in fact just be a triple threat just to get them all on the show. I think that's probably where it's going. That sucks because it should be the Usos and the New Day at WrestleMania because when they get together, they put together great matches. Oh yeah, they have great matches. But also, singles push for Big E, please. Big E cut a really good promo like two weeks ago. He's Basically, just, he's when he gets serious, delightful. I like nobody but Big E can transition straight from comedic goofball 
right into super serious, like like a snap of your fingers. Because you forget, Biggie is like, he's a fucking badass. He could destroy you. He could rip you in half with his bare hands. I don't know. He's, he's just, he's lying there. He's comfortable. He looks he's like he's having a seizure leave again. Leave him alone. He's shaking. It's cold down here. But it should be a solid match. Probably some sort of fuck finish. Maybe the Bludgeon Brothers interrupt or one. Uh, who gives a fuck? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> They're doing Bobby Roode against Randy Orton for the U.S. title. <sighs> Does Randy win? I have no idea. I don't know. See, I, I keep forgetting that Randy Orton is still with the company. He's so like... Well, he's working such a light schedule. Well, and Bobby Roode should be a heel. I don't understand why he's not. Yeah, for sure. The glorious thing really doesn't work as a baby face. No. I, I will say we do need him on the Mania card because I need the glorious entrance at Mania. But it'll just be a normal entrance. They won't do anything special. He's a nobody. I mean, they don't do anything special anymore for the entrances. Which is they do depressing. at WrestleMania. Eh, not like, like they the used only to. Time. Yeah, they just have him walk down a 9,000 well, foot entrance. To be fair, a few years ago, Rusev came in on a tank and nothing See, else See, but the other really... thing that they do... Yeah, Erica. Yeah, cuz. The other thing they do is if you do get the special entrance, you're losing. I think it's Mania 30. Everybody who had a special entrance lost. Yeah. <laughs> but Triple H had a great entrance with that one. So you have some interest in this match, I'm sure. They're doing Charlotte Flair versus your girl, Ruby Riot for the Women's Championship. I think that could be a great match. It could be good. Ruby can go, so yeah, I'm kind of into that. You know, that. I think Ruby, she's been around a little while, and I'm starting to notice, I think she's getting on the weightlifting kick with the other women. Oh, is she getting diesel? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> it's harder to tell because she's all tattooed up, but I think so. No, she she can put together a fun match, so I think that'll be a good time. That should be solid. Lots of interference from, you know... Uh, Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan. That is such the oddest, like, trifecta ever. None of them have anything in common with the other. Well, it's all just so inconsequential. It's like, what's the point? Why? I heard Ruby cut a pretty good promo uh, on the last SmackDown. Hmm. I don't know. I'm a few episodes behind on SmackDown, yeah. I must admit. No, but I, I think that could be a solid match. And then I got caught up in other things. These things happen. That could be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Because so I think Charlotte, when you give her a good... Uh, a good partner she can she can go yeah charlotte uh a little frustrated with charlotte because her promos are like the whole thing charlotte does where she just gets really loud during her promos doesn't really do anything for me and she still does it when she's a baby face like she'll just start talking like in a like a deep bass well that's the thing it's like you do need to tweak your character a little bit if you're gonna like if you're transitioning from heel to baby face you know, you gotta. It, it can still be the same character, but it's gotta be. There's gotta be some kind of demarcation. But speaking of the women's wrestlers, I really enjoyed on Raw. I sent you that GIF right where Nia Jax goes to do a uh, backbreaker. We were on talking Oscar. about wrestling for like a whole ten minutes before we mentioned her. He's getting better, Bob. So. Nia Jax no, this goes. Is, this is pretty egregious. Though. Nia Jax goes to do a backbreaker on Asuka, which is just where you have someone kind of horizontal, mm -hmm. and you drop them onto your knee. You go down to one knee, you drop them on your knee. Sure. She goes to do this. Goes to drop Asuka, puts her other knee down, so she just up drops Asuka onto the mat as if she did some strange body slam, and then she knows. 
her mind disconnected from her body and didn't do what she wanted. So she kind of looks at Asuka and looks up and looks at Asuka and kind of looks around. And it was like, well, didn't mean to do that. <laughs> well, and I think one of this the things is of- not nearly as bad as when she genuinely tried to kill Charlotte. No, twice. No, 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 no. Right. But I think it's one of those things that comes with being in the ring and like getting experience knowing that, okay, oh, I fucked up. Don't pause. Look around and be like, oh, everybody, you, you all saw that I fucked up, right? By the way, uh, Matthew, I see. did you all notice? Matthew, you watching, right? You're watching, just looking at the camera and be like, you got that for, for Botchermania? You got it? You got it? No, I think, I think if you go that far, you just got to own it then and jump up, throw your arms in the air and yell, Botchermania! I think, well, no, she wouldn't get fired, but Vince would be very displeased <laughs> no. about that. They'd be mad, but there They'd would be, be mad, no sanction. But no, there'd be nothing that, that would happen. But if you do fuck something up, you just got to keep going. Because then it all just kind of ruins the grand illusion. Right. Anyway. And then for the the six-pack challenge for the WWE Championship, Oy. AJ Styles, John Cena, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and for some reason, Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler. I heard that John Cena doesn't doesn't have a match for WrestleMania. I heard that too. He's fucked if he doesn't win this match. This is What's almost he do? This is almost as dumb as when they were like, "Oh, John Cena's had a terrible year. He got divorced and he lost a match." But he still sleeps. No, this is actually in, dumber. In that co-fiend mansion. Because I could actually <laughs> believe John Cena on a personal level had a bad year. Okay, that's at least believable. I, I was, know. Was, I know. When we see well. John Cena of today in his drug mansion with Nikki Bella. His drug cartel mansion sleeping on, like, you know, just solid gold uh, bars. Swimming. All of the money in the swimming universe. Swimming in Scrooge McDuck's uh, exactly. gold, like, gold oh, coins. Exactly. Oh, oh, excuse me. Let me let me pull out my, my violin for you. Let me tell you something, Erica. If I had, say, $100 million, I, without a doubt would have the Scrooge McDuck vault of gold coins that oh, you would you go it. swimming in. Well, no, that you would break your neck trying to dive Who into. cares? It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's it's how we wanted to go. If the police <laughs> showed up and saw that, they'd be like... Right on. Respect. Right on. Respect. <laughs> Any thoughts on this championship match? Um, AJ oh, Styles better win. Oh, I'm going to say if AJ doesn't win, I'm flipping the table. Which table? Any, every table in the house is getting flipped. I'm flipping them all. Because that, that one in the middle of your room upstairs is actually like somewhat heavy. Oh, so. I'll flip that fucker. That fucker will go over. Um, I don't see... There's going to be a fuck finish. I AJ probably retains. And I think you might even... I, here's the thing. Because I'm... I'm if you do bring back The Undertaker to have a match with John Cena now, that is probably the dumbest fucking thing that you could do. Because not only does it devalue Roman quote-unquote retiring him last year, it just makes that whole rigmarole look really fucking stupid. 
And I also don't need you to see... You always knew he wasn't retired. Alex, I know this. Erica, I know. When Alex, they call I know. You, when they call you up for like a high six figures, maybe seven figure payday to work one fucking match, it's like, of course you're going to say yes. I understand He's got one that. foot in the grave. You I still understand say that, yes. Alex. I just think Michelle it... McCool has expensive tastes. She's like, oh, you're goddamn right you're going to work. But you want to go... Fuck you, you're going to work. Look... <laughs> Michelle McCool is so hard to keep happy that when there was a women's Royal Rumble, she had to eliminate more women than anybody else. (laughs) Take a moment. But I just think it's, yeah, it's going to be a clusterfuck. It's going to be dumb. And I'm just, I'm right where I was with last year's WrestleMania. I'm really not that excited. Remember a couple podcasts ago, we tried to like sit down and remember the card from last year's WrestleMania. I think we remembered like three matches. I think that was like... Yeah, two years ago or something. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, there have been some bad WrestleMania. You know what? Actually, there was a good one a couple of years ago. 30 was solid. The one that ended with the Lesnar-Reigns match with, that Seth Rollins 31. ended up cashing in and winning. That, that was, was a good fine. WrestleMania. I mean, we got um, the Triple H uh, Terminator entrance, which was fucking outstanding. Oh, God. And then he beat Sting. That was the dumbest the, thing in the history like of the, the universe. gathering of all the old men. And exactly. Their, the gathering their of the olds. Look, we're still relevant. If I was Yay Triple H, us. I would not go near any of those people on camera because Triple H really doesn't look that old. But when he's standing next to all those people, when he's hanging out, to then the you remember party it's like, and, oh, yeah. oh yeah, you're as old as these guys. Right? You just didn't do all the drugs and the drinking and everything. You actually took care you of yourself. You start seeing like Scott Hall and Sean Waltman and Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan, the New Age Outlaws. Across the board, all these guys look really old. Triple H is NWO out helping Sting. Triple H looks like he's like forty. Triple H looks good. You know, he doesn't look that old. He doesn't. He doesn't. He looks good compared to his his peers. But oh um, yes, no. Thirty one was fine. Uh, I have a special place in my heart for thirty because obviously, um, I still want to know what happened to Stephanie McMahon's voice. She eats cigarettes. Just smoke them. She eats them. When did it completely change? It was as if her body was inhabited by a new person. <laughs> Maybe Vince has been siphoning off his soul into Stephanie. It's one of the people from uh, Men in Black, those <gasps> aliens that would wear the human skin. It's a little suit. It's the suit. Um, but yeah, so I'm yeah, I'm just kind of lukewarm on the whole thing. I think there's going to be a couple good matches that we can kind of look forward to and be excited about. But, um, yeah. So thank you, everyone, for uh, listening. Uh, we especially our, our one, our, our good friend, our fan, our listener. Um, hopefully we didn't uh, scare anyone off with our politics. They're all gone. Yeah, I know. We're all done. Gone. Totally done. Not like this. Yeah. Not like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex... Thank you for coming. Cousin, I'm so glad you're here. So you say cousin, and I just think, Nico, cousin! I would just like to say, you know, for all your contributions. Listen to Oof, I Wrote That? No, no. But Fuck I you, would, Alex. But Listen I would, to Oof, I Wrote That. It's but wonderful. I would, would like if you would hug me and hold me tight.
This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>